Welcome to the Unpacking Sunday podcast, where we take a deeper look at what God is speaking to you, to our church, and to the world around us. So grab a coffee, sit back, and let's unpack it together. All right. JB. L-N? <laughs> oh, I did think for two seconds. I was like, I know it, but I just haven't done that before. <laughs> I'm doing well. It's, it's Gosh, this is a big day for you. It is a very big day. Yeah. Today is is the due date yes. for my first child. And we're literally waiting to potentially get a phone call as we're recording here. True. So if I sneak out abruptly and then my voice turns into Pastor Mike's, then you know the reason why. That's right. We might just re-record, but either way. And yes. the thing is, Luke, is uh, upon this season, a child was born. It is. A child to a I'm not saying my son is Jesus, Yeah, but right. I, I am saying yeah. my son's born around Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my transition right. to hop into what right. we're doing It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen sooner or later. To you, a child is given. There it is. Yeah. yeah. And my story, similar to, to the birth of our, our Lord and Savior, has been met with some up and downs. There's been mm. um, there's been some new people coming uh, to celebrate, and interestingly enough, what we learned about on Sunday is that Jesus actually had some people come from a very far way off to mm-hmm. come and celebrate his birth as well to welcome in this new king. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna stop drawing parallels between Jesus <laughs> and my son, <laughs> but you did you did bring it in. I did bring it in, and that was a very quick intro. But we, it, you, was. it was. You know good. what? Why don't you we go ahead? Right yeah, I jumped good. right in. I know. I know Focused. you got. I know we got a big full podcast today that we've <laughs> that we've prepped no, for good. you guys. It's good, Luke. It's an honor to have you here. Thanks, first and man. foremost, Glad if you guys here. don't know, Luke, he's our worship minister here at the church, and he does a great job leading us into to a, to a place to worship each and every Sunday. And so, just I appreciate you, and I appreciate oh, thanks, that man. you're here today. Love you, Josh. Yeah. Um, so what were, can you maybe before we hop in, can you give a, a little overview mm. of what this past Sunday's message kind of revolved around, right. what it centered on? Right. Well, Pastor uh, Reggie led us in a sermon on um, the the wise men, these, um, these interesting characters, who yeah. these Gentiles who were not a hundred percent, often referred to as magi. Right. Or, um, you know, we, we know that these people, were important, um, like astronomers who mm. had come from Asia because I yeah. believe it was Asia. I always think of, well, it just says the or East, Turkey right? I always think, it. you know, Lord of the Rings. You're right, 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 right. I always think like the Easterlings, okay. you know, you don't see them much, but they yeah. come in from nowhere. Wow. And... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, but these people, these men, right. um, they were influential, like powers from kingdoms Mm -hmm. from afar Mm -hmm. so these men influenced kings these men were the people who were looked to for answers in these kingdoms from where they came from and uh yeah it's like i've even referred to them as like uh i listen to this one podcast who's like these men they're like space sorcerers (laughs) (laughs) like they kind of like these guys like dabbled in the supernatural right right and like the the threshold between what was natural what was supernatural in their own i love that it took us two minutes to bring up both lord of the rings and star wars yeah (laughs) i just have to say that's that's amazing but sorry keep Uh, going keep going yes so um and obviously these they were responding to prophecies from their own lands Mm -hmm. and they were responding to the stars right Right. so the sky the very very creation the heavens and drew them to jesus and i just i always am so blown away 
by that part of it because we so often just maybe like put Christ's birth into you know the 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 nation of Israel or just like within the containment of yeah of the storyline in a sense but this is they're literally like the last people you would expect to come but they totally. were drawn in from literal like space to like you know by seeing in the night sky that's something worth pursuing and I think they were some traveling for something like a year and a half or two years to get there right and we get the timeline mixed like they came to the manger but I believe they arrived when Jesus was around two years old but let's you know we don't have to mess up the whole for the sake of <laughs> for the yeah, sake yeah, yeah. of it yeah but yeah. like I just it just constantly blows me away and so what Pastor mm-hmm. Reg was talking on he didn't talk on any of that really but what he was talking about was how what was their response to showing up? They worshipped. They, yeah, they bowed down. They bowed yeah. down. These people who weren't believers, these people who, they're like, this is this is enough to get our attention to the fact that we have brought these gifts and we realize that this is something massive. Totally. Is, and how, and really just applying that concept to how we do church. That's really what I walked away from. Mm. How, to how do we approach Jesus? Not only as we approach Christmas, not only as we approach um, celebrating Christ's birth and how our patterns and how our lives in response to the season of Advent as our hearts are hopefully prepared for Christmas to when it finally does come here, it's more than just, whoa, Christmas is here. But we've actually been able to prepare our spirits to have a proper posture before the King. Mm. But also, um, I walked away from church yesterday saying, when I'm planning worship sets, do I really, like, do I visualize Jesus being in the room? Mm-hmm. Do I visualize glorified Christ sitting on a throne in the room? And if I did that, would that change the songs and the way I'm singing songs? And I think absolutely it would. Yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of what I walked away from yesterday. Yeah, Reg made a, a great point that, you know, we kind of trivialize this season and he used, I love it, he said, um, some alliteration, classic pastor, right? Mm-hmm. But he said, it's not about the presence, it's about the presence, mm-hmm. right? So I can't hit my T's very well, but y- you know what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. And it's about, <laughs> I know, I was raised a theater kid. I yeah. should be able to enunciate a little you know bit what? more. It's, it's only this time of year when we <laughs> really start to feel the list. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It really sneaks in, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, it's very subtle. Yeah, after my eight espressos <laughs> and no sleep, it's really yeah, starting it's to sneak good. in. It's great. But the point is, is, is drawing close to him. And I love, mm-hmm. I love that you hit that point that mm-hmm. these are guys who you would never expect to, mm-hmm. to be uh, the ones to call it out. Like it says, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem. This, this is like the biggest curveball. Mm-hmm. You know, you right. think that Herod, right. he, you know, he should have been expecting this. Mm-hmm. They have the prophecies. They know what's coming. They, mm-hmm. they know the way in which this Messiah is to be born. Um, but they're not, they're not alert. They're not ready for it. They're not expecting really it. Mm-hmm. They, they know the word of God, but they're not really expecting it mm-hmm. to come. You know, they're coming mm-hmm. out of this season of 400 years of silence. And so they've kind of grown lethargic maybe mm-hmm. or apathetic. They're just not, they're not ready. They're not engaged. Mm-hmm. They've gotten too comfortable taking it in uh, the reins into their own hands. They're mm-hmm. no longer expecting their God mm-hmm. to work. And then there comes these magi out of the East and they say, where's the one who's been born king of the Jews? We saw the star when it rose and have come to worship him. 
And it says King Herod. He wasn't excited. Mm. He wasn't like, oh, King of the Jews, connect the dots. That's mm-hmm. going to be the one who delivers us salvation. No, no, no. He didn't get excited. He says he was disturbed. Mm-hmm. He was like worried like, that, you what? know, yeah, that his power <laughs> yeah. was going to be yeah. encroached. And it was actually right. somebody outside of who you would expect. Mm-hmm. It was the Gentiles. It mm-hmm. was, it was, um, yeah, this, this, this new group that ushered in uh, this, this refocusing mm-hmm. on what, what the point of this all is, is to mm-hmm. be looking for this Savior, for this yeah. one who can deliver us because we can't. Um, and so I love that aspect of the Christmas story, too. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a great point. I'm glad that you highlighted that, drawing in close to the presence. So what is maybe a time in, in your walk? I mean, you're the worship minister, mm-hmm. so we want to kind of take advantage of, hmm. you know, of, so, uh, of your knowledge yeah. base, yeah, right? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'll try. Yeah. I'll try. Absolutely. And um, so these guys came and the first thing they did is they bowed down in worship. Mm. And so what are maybe some times in your life where you've experienced really the power of worship of prioritizing, Mm. you know, God first, putting him where he belongs Mm. uh, on the pedestal really of our Mm. life, the only one who can hold that position and then um, seeing what he'll do from that vantage point rather than just kind of rushing in, you know, God, Mm. what can you give me? You know, how can, how can, how can this situation be fixed for Mm -hmm. my benefit? But instead, no, God, you're good. Mm -hmm. God, you deserve the glory. Right. God, you've done enough. Right. So what is, how has that perspective kind of played into your walk? Yeah. Like a perspective of worship. Yeah. Well, it really does have to be tied in with your maturity, you know, as a Mm. Christian and as a believer. And I feel like, you know, I hope, and I really do sense that as I get older and as I, um, you know, mature in my not only my walk but also in my mental state you know I find myself just having more of a personal revival being drawn Mm. into Jesus and and laying down my own personal ambitions right so um so that really does play into my whole journey of worship and but no I know there's been you know there's been times in my life where I've really and I, you know, it's hard to kind of really know how God moves and when he's going to show up in certain ways, mm-hmm. but I really do celebrate these kind of, um, moments where I've had, where I just really feel like you're so near to, yeah. to the, the Holy Spirit or uh, to that tangible presence of God and how, um, those moments are so impactful that I'm able to like carry them and be reminded of them, you know? And so it's like, you know, when times are. I'm often drawn back to these memories of, you know, for example, I have this one memory when I was a young teenager um, and I was at a, a worship event and I can just remember being lost in worship and it was like, I just felt the sense of the nearness of the Holy Spirit Yeah, and um, I can just remember feeling like I was doused, almost like floating in honey. Hmm. It was this like this kind of really sense of smelling sweetness and like, and feeling like my motion was slowed. Like Mm. I was like submerged in honey and I I like kind of came to and I was lying on the floor and it was like, there was no one praying for me. It was Mm. like this moment, but it's just this, this overwhelming sense of, of God's Holy spirit just kind of like on me and in me and close to me. And and like my body kind of gave out. I didn't fall. I probably, if people were were around me, maybe they saw me slow motion fall to the floor or whatever. I don't know what happened was, but I just know like the living God met me in that moment. Yeah. And in his presence, all I could really, how I could explain it in my experience is like I was floating in honey. Right. And it was just like, and I woke up just like, just weeping in joy 
Yeah, just, just from be, that sincere from moment of worship of encountering, encounter yeah. a moment of encounter. That's all. Yeah. That's all it really yeah. was. And wow. you know, it's like I have, I have plenty of those moments going through it, remembering in my childhood of kind of being in these um, meetings where multiple churches were, we had a, we had a two year period and where in the city where I was growing up where um, I think seven or eight churches were meeting every Friday for um, revival meetings. If you were, this was around the same time that the Toronto blessing was happening. Mm -hmm. And there was a little, the the way you could explain is like little fires all over. And our, and our town was definitely one of those. And as a teenager, I can remember going to these places, skipping the preach I would go to like Little Caesars to yeah. get some like breadsticks. Right. Nobody wants to listen to the so preach. Yeah. And just kind of showing up for ministry time right. to get rocked is what we would say, right? And it was like, it literally would be like laughing on the floor. Like right. it was for, and, and my motivations were wrong. Yeah. I was a kid, but still there was this tangible element that the Holy Spirit was there. And it was like, almost like, you know, using it as to get high or something like that. But it was the nearness of the Holy Spirit. It was just a wild experience in my life to think back of, of you know, maybe we're not necessarily in a season right now of the Holy Spirit outpouring like that. Yeah. But I'm so grateful I have these moments where I can remember just being aware of my spiritual tank and feeling right. I'm at like, I feel like I'm getting low. I yeah. can go get filled up. And like, that's such a wild thing as a teenager to think about that in that season of my life. So it's like, so there's these elements of just me experiencing the Holy Spirit in the past and how that's carried me and that hunger still in me too. I Mm. long for that nearness. Mm. I long to have those moments again. I long for us to experience that here in our church. Yeah. But I'm not chasing the experience at this point in my life. Right. I do love the memory of it. I I relish in it, Mm -hmm. but, Mm -hmm. and I have a hunger to see God move in that. But I just am at a point where it's like, God is so faithful. Yeah. He's well, the most realist. Thing. Yeah. Well, you imagine that's what it's like before the fall, right? To mm-hmm. be walking in perfect relationship mm-hmm. with God. And, and ultimately that's what we'll be restored to as well. Mm-hmm. But I, I really like how there's these two different perspectives. You know, there's the Magi with these pure intentions. Mm-hmm. And then there's there's King Herod, the guy who we, we think should have been expecting this, the guy who's in charge. And honestly, like he's the religious guy. You know, he's the one who's like, oh, I should have, I should have been the one hearing from God. If anyone's going to hear from God, right? like where, he doesn't even know where this is happening. He's like, hey, if you find this, this coming king, let me know where he is. I want to go wink, wink, nudge, nudge, worship him as well. Right, right, right. Right? So he's not, he's not even prepared or in that mindset. So I think that can be like a really good warning for, Mm -hmm. for religious folk too around this time. Mm -hmm. Like for, for us, for Christians, like what are some of the words that, that God has spoken that, you know, maybe we haven't seen them come to pass, like you said, Mm -hmm. and, and maybe it's been a season. I know in life groups, some of the examples they they brought up in the questions this week, which were great, where there's these, you know, periods of, of seeming prolonged mm-hmm. darkness where, mm-hmm. uh, for example, it could be unhealed diseases, it could mm-hmm. be broken relationships, mm-hmm. it could be some sort of wound that mm-hmm. hasn't been um, restored just mm-hmm. yet, you know, but there's these seasons of prolonged darkness that we go through, mm-hmm. even as Christians. Um, and so I guess the question is, I- instead of... of um, responding how Herod does. Mm-hmm. How can we be as as the ones who have already experienced mm-hmm. Jesus and have received this gift of the Holy Spirit? How can we be alert? How can we be looking for mm-hmm. God to to come and move in these situations, even in seasons of prolonged mm-hmm. darkness? Right. Well, I think just like the psalmist says, it's the memory of God's faithfulness. Mm. You know, the the making sure that we have these knowing what G- what God has done through Jesus for us, yeah, you know, and not chasing the experience like we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. but knowing that God is faithful, he will continue to be faithful, and we are firmly in his hands. Yeah. So 
life and circumstance, you know, it's like the things of this world grow strangely dim in the light of your glory and grace, right? And it's like um, we have to we have to chase God's faithfulness, knowing that He is in charge. You know, even though it seems at times like the world is coming apart at the seams, right? It's like we know that God is in charge and He has a plan. Yeah. So it's a like like these magi. You know, it's like they they were searching for a couple of years. They were traveling for a couple of years, mm. chasing a star. Mm-hmm. There's had to be moments in there like, guys, are we? Like, yeah, you know, this yeah. is, you know, did we get this wrong? Did we hit the mark? Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. We're, we're literally following a light in the night sky. <laughs> totally. Right. Totally. But it's yeah. like until that moment where they're before Jesus. And yeah. so, and, and then, you know, it's like, in, and oftentimes that is our life is, is, yeah. is walking towards a star, a light in the night sky. Right? I mean, we, and we see that play out time and time again, biblically, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Especially throughout this, this story. Mm-hmm. Um, we see, you know, this obedience and this faith on display with Mary. Mm-hmm. We see uh, with Joseph, what we'll dig into in a few weeks, but I don't, we, we're not really going to go here, but even after, you know, the whole mm-hmm. birth period, mm-hmm. it's just a, a divine dream that he has that is the light for him. And he's mm-hmm. called to, you know, not go back, but mm-hmm. instead go down to Egypt. And that, even that is like a perilous journey. Imagine mm-hmm. for a young family with a young baby, right? That's a, like these wise men who, you know, at some point might've been like, oh, was that the right, was that the right star? We're mm-hmm. still not there. Was mm-hmm. that, are, you sure, are we sure that's the right star? Mm-hmm. I'm sure Joseph would have had that moment too of like, ah, oh, man, is this, is this really what that dream meant? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's that perseverance and that clinging to, to that light, right? Mm-hmm. That helps to walk us through those prolonged periods of darkness. I love what you said too, that he's already done enough. Jesus mm-hmm. on the cross is already is already mm-hmm. enough, um, even going forward. I think another area that that Reg highlighted was these these prolonged periods of darkness. Right, mm. this is where we usually see the 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 might of God really come through in a beautiful mm-hmm. way. You can't you can't really see the light as clearly unless you're you're in a period of darkness, mm-hmm. unless you recognize you know there's no other way I can get through this season unless I'm clinging on to God, mm. um, that He's actually walking with us in the valley, and and that's where we see His light shine most brilliantly. Um, he mentioned there's a few moments throughout this story too, where, where God moves in the night. Joseph had a dream at night. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus was born at night. Mm-hmm. You know, they saw the star at night. Mm-hmm. He kind of highlighted that as well. Um, and so in, it's a great point what you said, think back, remember the past, remember mm-hmm. what he's already done, cling to that. Mm-hmm. Is there any way that, um, in this conversation that with this heart posture of worship, mm-hmm. we can also be looking forward? and be expecting or be mm-hmm. be prepared in any way? Mm-hmm. Well, I think like as we look back at this story and at these characters, we have to remove like what we see, you know, as, as what their experience was. You know, mm-hmm. like we, they're literally iconic for us. Mm-hmm. And, and we look back It's the nativity say, scene, yeah, right? Yeah, it's the nativity like, scene. Yeah, it's, it's Mary, it's, it's yeah, Joseph. it's seared. But the fact of the matter was, this was a 16-year-old virgin girl who was betrothed to this guy. Mm. And supposedly God spoke to her. It's like they had to have doubt at every step of the way. Yeah, there had to be, you know, even Joseph was like, you know, he needed this dream from God. But even that, it was a dream. Yeah. You know, I wake up from weird dreams all the time and be like, God, are you speaking to me? Usually I wake up and I'm like, thank God that is not the case. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So it's like, and then, yes, she is pregnant. Yeah. She has this baby who's supposedly going to be the king, but he's still a baby, right? Mm, like, mm-hmm, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, so every step of the way we have to escape with this new baby. We're too young. You know, we all we have is kind of these 
ideas yep. floating around what our goal is, mm-hmm. right? But if you can then put the way that we see that now, look at how faithful God was through those situations. Yeah. Literally, she is the most famous woman of all time, this humble yep. girl who is blessed by God mm-hmm. because of her faithfulness in that situation. Yeah. Just literally trusting mm. that the promise that God had for her Although the rest of the world was probably doubting, you know, that kind of thing. It's like, it's like God does this through story after story after story. Think of people like Noah, you know, this kind of like the world is like, what is wrong with you? You're building a boat yeah. on a mountain, right? right? Like, you mm-hmm. know, like what is it? Nobody even really seen a needed and there was no need for a boat ever, yeah. ever at this point, you know, that kind of thing. Right. So, but it's like, again, in this situation, it's like, it's really just being able to bunker down and say, God, I trust you with what you're doing Mm. in this season of life. Mm. You know, like, you know, I trust that you have a plan. Yeah. Even though it seems really, really dark, even though maybe the the finances aren't there to to make ends meet at the end of this month, Mm. but even our our heart posture of saying, I trust that you have a plan. My life is in your hands. Mm. We can look back time and time again. God, if God has made a promise, which he has, he will provide, Yeah, you know, in one way or the other, he will heal, you know, if that maybe isn't here, if that's an eternity or whatever, you know, those sorts of things. It's like, but knowing that, although we don't always understand, he has a plan. Yeah. And, and if we can trust on the way, if we can cling on to that promise. So in that, would you, would you even consider like this idea of faithfulness? Because we know there's like this this faith that everybody has, and mm-hmm. there's also this gift of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, would you consider faithfulness in and of itself an act of worship, an act of saying, "God, 100%. it's all about you. 100%. God, only you can do this." Yeah, yeah, absolutely, it is. It's that heart posture, right? Of like, whatever the bra- day brings, I will trust you. Yeah, you know that is, you know, I would say that the foundation of how we worship. Living a life of worship, right? So, you know, and, and finally, we will see in one form or the other, we will find ourselves at the feet of Jesus. Mm. And our and our posture at that point will only be able to bow down. Right. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. And so maybe we have time probably for one or two more here, but mm. we'll kind of get towards the end of, of this story and then I'll ask you a, a personal question. Sure. But um, as we get down here, we see that the wise men, they brought something with them. Right, they brought mm-hmm. gold, they brought frankincense, they brought myrrh. Well, mm-hmm. what is like the significance of, of that offering mm-hmm. that they're giving? I know uh, Reg said, um, or Pastor Reg said on Sunday that that the idea behind um, these three elements is that they like they're extravagant gifts, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They aren't they aren't a secondary offerings. They're not whatever's left, you know. Right. After right. I've I've done X Y Z, taken care of, right. you know, uh, the car payment and, and mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. What would kind of uh, what would it look like for each of us who who go to Caribou and call ourselves followers of Christ? What mm. would it look like for us to to give Jesus just this frankincense, gold, and myrrh mm. this season? What does our um, mm. extravagant offering look like? Mm-hmm. Well, I think um, you know. It, I think I'd be amiss if I didn't give a shout out to our event, the offering in January, mm. <laughs> as we're talking about this, because the heart behind this whole event is an extravagant offering of worship. Yeah. It's not easy to be in the building for 27 hours. And, no. you know, it's not easy to, um, for me to organize all the bands and all the pieces that are moving mm-hmm. to make this happen. But again, just like what, what we bring it back to this idea is that I think, um, 
this message is a good reminder that sometimes we need to be reminded that it's easy to fall into a sleepy state when we approach the king of glory. Yeah. It's easy to roll into church with, church with a coffee in our hand and just kind of play that Christian part. Mm. And this is very much an image of a reminder that our heart posture isn't always the place it needs to be. Mm. You know, you, you, the music starts and sometimes it feels like worship is happening to you. You know, I didn't choose these songs. I didn't choose this key. You know, we sing this. <laughs> no song. one chose that key. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, it's like, oh, he's doing reckless love again. Right. But like that thing. But it's like, I think what it comes down to is that um, we have to wake up yeah. to the reality that you know, I really felt compelled at our pre-service prayer prayer on Sunday to pray for um, veil to be removed from people's eyes and mm. calluses to be removed from hearts. And I think this is a season where we can be reminded that we can fall into a kind of half hibernation state when it comes to yeah. how we approach the throne of grace on a Sunday morning totally. or during the week or, you know, whatever. And I think the reality of it is, is that if we found ourselves, like Greg was saying, if we place ourselves in the narrative, mm. if you are in that group and find yourself before the, before, you know, this baby Jesus coming to earth, the, you yeah. know, the, the rod of Jesse, you know, mm. the, 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 the promise of God to be with his people fulfilled, mm. you know, you're, we're not going to be singing songs like, I need your touch. Yeah. Come and fill me up. You right. know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Lord, I feel sad. You know, like, yeah. it's like, it's no, it's like, you are faithful. Yeah. You are glorious. You are beautiful and has very little to do with me, mm-hmm. you know? And I think, and, and it, yeah, I got rocked on a Sunday in that sense. So it's like, I kind of have to adjust my scope a little bit because I can, I know I can be guilty of this picking songs that, I'm a big part of that song. My experience is part of that mm. song. And th- that isn't wrong per mm-hmm. se. I think there has to be balance. There has to be people need to feel that the, they can connect with the music that we're doing too. Yeah. But at the same point, I think if the king of glory is sitting on a chair in the room, we're going to sing songs differently. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, so I think that's kind of where my posture is going in that sense is that... Uh, and where I feel that the Lord is leading to me as the worship pastor minister here at this church mm-hmm. is that we need to start singing songs like like he's present in the room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's so good. Yeah. I appreciate We're that, wrap this up, man. Yeah, we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is a season of, of, of anticipation and expectation. And I mean, Luke, I know you, Pastor Mike and myself, we are... Uh, we're expecting big things mm. um, for God to continue to move in just extravagant and amazing ways mm-hmm. here at Caribou. So we'll be praying for your families and um, yeah, we, we look forward to seeing you guys soon. Yeah. Bless you. Unpacking Sunday is a podcast of Caribou Road Christian Fellowship Church. If you're interested in more information, please check out our website at www.crcfchurch.com.